Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. What's going on, guys? Before we get into today's podcast episode, I wanted to give you a quick update on the Ready Eddy membership program. To this point, we've grown to have thousands of products from up-and-coming startups and small businesses in the outdoor travel and lifestyle space on the platform. You can save up to 50% off all of these products, anything from skis to jackets to food bars to supplements. Anything you could think of to support your outdoor activities is on the platform from small up-and-coming brands. It's a great opportunity to support small businesses while also discovering brands that you've never heard of. You can show off the new gear to your friends and also save a ton while doing it. If you're interested in checking it out, head over to readyeddy.com slash members to get your first month free. What is going on, Ready Eddie Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host. On today's episode, I am sitting down with the founder of Trailtopia, Vince Robichaud. Vince, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Yeah, thanks. It's great being here. Okay, so for the listener that may not be familiar with Trailtopia, how would you best describe your business to them? Well, we make uh, prepackaged backpacking and camping food. It's dehydrated and freeze-dried all. Cook in the bag and eat from the bag. Um, so make it really good food and really convenient packaging. Uh, you know, our motto is you know simply great food and convenient packaging. That's kind of one of our mottos. So, so give me a little bit of background. What? How did you get into starting um, a food-based outdoor company like Trailtopia? Well, that's a great question. Uh, I it, it really combines two things that I, I I'm passionate about: cooking and the outdoors. Uh, so I've been backpacking, camping, canoeing, hiking, you name it, for many, many, many years. And on our big backpacking trips and and canoe trips that we go on with family and friends, I've always been a little bit dissatisfied with the products that are out there in the market. And I started making a lot of my own food when we went on these trips for for our team of people, uh, you know, that went on the trips. And then my son-in-law, now son-in-law, is uh, uh, celiac, so he's gluten-free. And so I started making more and more gluten-free things for him. And uh, then one year we were on the in the Sawtooth in 2013. We were in the Sawtooth Mountains in, in Idaho uh, doing a, a really great trip there. And the group, we had about eight of us in our, our crew, and they – all basically said, you know, your food is really good. You should share this out with other people. We think you should make it and sell it. And I basically told them that, well, if you guys can come up with a really good name for the company, I would do it. And so sitting around the campfire, you know, they were throwing names around and someone came up. I think it was my son, Matt, that came up with the name Trailtopia. And uh, I liked the name. So I was kind of on the hook after that. That's really awesome. So the infancy of the business is in late 2013. You launch it in 2014. It's a family-run business. Um, Did at any point in your life growing up or leading up to 2014, did you have any sort of desire or idea that you would maybe start a business? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think ever since I was like a teenager, I've always wanted to, to have my own business. And and uh, I've dabbled in a, a few things. And I had a computer consulting gig for a while and uh, did a number of different things. Uh, and so never really found something that I was really passionate about and that really stuck with me. And this, you know, this business I'm really passionate about. I'm really passionate about making great food. And I'm really passionate about the outdoors. So any all anytime I can be outside, I love to be outside, uh, you know, and cooking for for family and friends. That's really awesome. Okay, so obviously you 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 grew up spending a lot of time outdoors and making your own food for these kinds of trips. But I, I guess what I want to ask is, uh, what really changes when you're going from the scale of making it for five to ten people while going out, you know, on some kind of trek to then you know, doing a full scale operation where you're starting to try and really move a larger amount of product and build a business from it? Well, that's a great question. I mean, it's, that was a huge learning curve for me. I mean, I had to learn a lot about food science, about packaging, about, uh, you know, sourcing ingredients. Uh, you know, there was a whole slew of things that, you know, I said, yeah, I'm going to do this business and jump in, but then you have this steep learning curve, uh, you know, and sourcing ingredients has probably been one of my uh, toughest tasks, uh, you know, to to really find good quality ingredients with minimal, uh, you know, with no preservatives and, and really well processed, you know, U.S. based food sources. Uh, and, you know, that's that's been a challenge and just getting, you know, the the, the flavor profiles, which we we do all ourselves from scratch. But the food science behind you know, making something, putting it in a bag, making sure that it, you know, it's durable, it's, it, it's stable, it lasts a long time. Uh, and so I learned a lot about food packaging and, and we, we took a lot of our experiences in the backcountry and said, you know, besides making better food, what else can we do? What, what can we do to make this better in general for the, the users? So, you know, a couple of things that we did, uh, we turned all of our bags sideways so they're short and wide and they open like a bowl. So I worked with a company to custom design the bags that we use today. Uh, and uh, we have those bags manufactured just for us. They're not stock bags, so they're definitely more expensive. But I think they're worth it because uh, it's easier to eat out of our mix, you know, the food up and, and eat out of our bags than anything out on the market, you know, today. You don't have any hidden corners you know, when you're trying to mix it, you don't get that powder bomb in your mouth accidentally because you forgot to get something <laughs> mixed in. Right, right. You know, and uh, you know, they're just it's just really handy. And then we took and and color coded all of our product labels by product type. So yellow is always breakfast, and blue is always lunch, and brown is always dinner, and orange is always dessert. So when you're digging through a pile of food, they're just not all blue bags, right? They're just not all the same colored bag that you're looking for, or all the same size bag even. So, you know, we just took some of those things that we had uh, in our experiences in the field and said, you know, where, you know, where's, where's some of the pain points? What can we do better? Uh, and we incorporated that into developing the product. So, uh, you know, getting USDA certification, FDA, and Minnesota Department of Agriculture certification, you know, working through all the regulatory processes that we have to do, um, you know, was another learning curve curve for us. So, 
you know, pack, sourcing ingredients, packaging, you know, regulatory and, you know, and health and safety requirements, you know, all those things were pretty steep learning curves for us. Uh, but you just take them one at a time and you'll work through them, right? And just, you know, if you look at it as one big thing, it's, it's overwhelming, but if you just tackle it one step at a time, you get through it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure it took a, quite a few, um, well, I mean, you started in 2014, so I'm sure it took a good amount of time to really fine-tune that whole process and get so all the certifications and then work through all the recipes. Now, I, I want to ask you about the scrambled eggs. <laughs> okay. How do, like, how does, like, because you, you don't have to store, well, I guess you can, you don't have to store eggs in a, in a fridge, right? Um, but I've never, I, maybe it exists, but in all of the um, backcountry meals, I don't think I've ever seen scrambled eggs as an option, or maybe I'm crazy, <laughs> and that oh, doesn't there, exist. There, there are some out there, um, you know, both pre-cooked and then freeze-dried, and those are spongy. Um, so, you know, they're 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 nice because you can add water right into the bag, rehydrate it, uh, and then it's ready to go. But you put it into a t- tortilla or something. And, you know, you squeeze it a little bit and lots of water comes out, you know, it's like little sponges. Uh, So I I really, you know, spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to make good eggs. Uh, And, you know, we sourced uh, this uh, glucose removed freeze dried egg powder uh, that we have or using today. And, you know, the only way to get really good eggs was to have to scramble them in a pan like you would normal, you know, fresh eggs. And uh, so that was a challenge, you know, and, and, you know, uh, my goal was to make everything cook in the bag, but I just couldn't do it for the eggs because it wasn't up to par for quality and taste of what we wanted. So, uh, you know, we developed the, the egg scramble, um, you know, sausage, green, red bell pepper and onion in it. And you had rehydrate with cold water for five minutes and scramble it in a pan and it, you'd be hard pressed to to, uh, to tell those from from fresh eggs they're just really really good that's so awesome okay so clearly over time so you 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 start you launch the business in 2014 you clearly have to jump through quite a few hurdles um, with different regulations and certifications and then obviously fine-tuning the recipes for all of the different meals that you guys offer what has been the growth, um, you know, since working all of that out? Well, we when we first started, we started out actually fairly simple. So we didn't, in our first year, we didn't have any of our dinner entrees. So we had our oatmeal breakfasts and we had some of our ramen noodles, which was one of the key things that we used. And then desserts, because I love, I love making desserts. I always make great desserts on, on our trips and so I was really able to fine-tune those things and, and make regular versions and gluten-free versions of those, um, you know, in our first year. And then as we were getting, you know, getting our feet underneath us, we were, uh, you know, learning to package and, you know, we rented space in a shared kitchen and, you know, getting the basic, you know, uh, regulatory approvals that we needed. Then I really started working on the dinner entrees and spent a lot of time, uh, you know, coming up with really good recipes and, uh, and you know, doing all the testing on those recipes with the ingredients. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of, of different ingredients, you know, that we've, we, we've tried. Um, you know, flavoring is a really tricky thing. 
Um, so we do most of our uh, flavoring profiles from scratch. So I do all my own seasonings, and and I'm really not trying to, you know, buy anything off the shelf. Although the beef and chicken bullions that we were using um, tend to be high in sodium, and uh, so we've been working on those more recently to replace some of that flavoring with uh, actually a yeast extract um, that mimics the beef and chicken flavoring, but gets rid of a lot of those kind of odd, you know, chemical naming ingredients, you know, that are, that are in, in those uh, products, reduce the sodium and those types of things. So, you know, kind of this, the research and the food science, what ingredients are available to us. And I go through, hundreds and hundreds of ingredients i mean just for the just for the the flavoring replacement i think i probably went through 50 or 60 different flavorings from you know you know beef and chicken flavorings from different from different sources and it takes you know it takes a lot to satisfy me and it takes a lot to satisfy my family i think that my my friends and family are 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 great foodies and and really blunt about uh what's good and what's not good so you know and you know we we've got some developed some really good flavor profiles uh i even have a friend that's a chef so a professional chef so we kind of get uh get his take on things and uh you know i I just my, my goal is to make just really outstanding products uh, great serving sizes, you know, you, you know, that, you know, I don't want them to last forever. I mean, a lot of people ask, you know, Hey, you know, you know, last 30 years, like some of the the other products out there in the market, but that's not my goal. I mean, my goal is not, my goal is to make great food for, for, you know, adventurers, you know, and people that are camping and hiking and backpacking and climbing and, and, you know, something that's really satisfying and nutritious, uh, you know, and just really well balanced. Right, you want you want people to buy this right before they're going on their trip, right? So yeah. that's the freshest it could possibly be. Well, my you know my goal. I mean, our, our product lasts five years in the bag, so I mean it's oh, still yeah. So that's you know, it's it's still <laughs> you know good. It's not it doesn't have to be fresh made, you know. But uh, but it, it's you know it's stable. But you know again, I'm not adding preservatives or not doing things that uh, you know to to try to make it last that that 30 year mark, you know, uh, 30 years um, just seems excessive. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, again, you know, it's, it's the, it's the taste and the portion size and the nutrition that is most important to me, you know, upfront, you know, in, in every one of our recipes. Definitely. Um, now I want to ask you if you ever had any mentors through this process, I guess on the business side and then, um, on the food side, like I assume you grew up as just enjoying food and cooking a lot. So I just wanted to know if there's anyone in your life that really kind of helped pique your curiosity when it came to food and then just really helped teach you the sort of uh, value of, of just eating well. Well, that would definitely be my mother. And, uh, I, I, my mother was a fantastic cook and, uh, she, uh, you know, made homemade breads and she just made homemade meals. We had family meals regularly at home. Um, you know, we didn't eat out very much. I don't think I had a store-bought cookie until I was like nine. And so I just, you know, credit a lot to my mother and my family, you know, for good, basic, wholesome food, um, you know, and homemade food, you know, that, that, you know, is just outstanding. You know, when you compare, 
you know, the store bought and things that you can buy today or even back then and nothing beats homemade. I mean, there's just, just no two ways about it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Coming from a big Italian family, <laughs> I feel the same way. Um, okay, so tell me a little bit about um, the the process with with in terms of like manufacturing. How do you keep sustainability sort of in mind when making um, your products? That's an interesting question. So, I mean, you know, sustainability from a manufacturing product, we're you know, today we're not using any big machinery. It's all hand packaged. Uh, you know, we, we have a, a few machines that help seal the bags and those types of things. Uh, the bags themselves, I, you know, I wish I could make those, you know, biodegradable, you know, or something that's a little bit, you know, um, maybe more environmentally friendly. But, you know, to be frank, it's that's next to impossible, you know, with, you know, keeping uh, food uh, in a good state prior to use and have a fairly decent shelf life, um, you know, requires the type of bags that we're using. So our bags are barrier bags. They block oxygen and moisture. N- neither can go, you know, through the bag in either direction. So the bag is, you know, really stable. They're super durable. You can put one on the floor and jump off a chair and you can't pop one of the, one of our bags. They're just really tough. And that's important in the backcountry. I mean, you need to be able to, to have, you know, tough bags. Even our labeling is waterproof. You can soak it in water for hours and the label is still readable and, you know, and good. Uh, so, you know, environmentally from a bag standpoint, it has to be durable, tough and keep the food safe. And so, you know, that's, you know, that's an important factor in, in, in our manufacturing process. Uh, from a sustainability standpoint within our manufacturing process, we recycle all the cardboard. We get 100% of our electricity from wind. Uh, we're part of the local uh, wind uh, program here. And so we, we pay, you know, for, for that little bit extra to support renewable energy. So 100% of our electricity comes from, from wind source, wind sources. Um, and, you know, just trying to be good stewards, you know, in, in the land use that we've got and uh, recycling and, you know, minimizing our, our waste stream is certainly, you know, a key for us uh, and, you know, minimize our packaging, uh, you know, as far as the, the types of, you know, packaging we use when we send it to our customers, our stores that we sell to. So all those things are key factors in, in you know, in being environmentally conscious about what we're doing with our process and uh, our ingredient stream and our waste stream both. That's awesome. Now, what's been the hardest part about starting and building Trailtopia? Uh, I think selling actually has been my hardest thing. Uh, You know, I'm really good at lots of things, the manufacturing, the process, the project piece of it you know, is fits right neatly into my, my work life experience and, and, uh, and certainly the recipe building, you know, fits in great, uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, the manufacturing part is relatively, was relatively easy for me. I mean, I've, I've had some good manufacturing background in the past, not with food, but in other, other instances where you're doing batch processing. So that helped out a lot, but 
you know, getting, you can make the best product in the world, but you still got to tell people about it. You have to get noticed. You have to get out there and do the, do uh, the marketing and do that, that legwork. And that's really out of my comfort zone. And so that's been one of my toughest challenges is really understanding what works from a marketing and sales standpoint. How do we get noticed? How do we get recognized? Um, you know, how do you get into you know, get into stores? How do you get people to see and try our product? I mean, all those things are, are have been certainly, for me, one of the harder challenges that I faced. Definitely. And currently, are you pretty evenly split between retail and online, or is one side more um, uh, focused? Yeah, we're today we're about almost about 50-50. So it's pretty it's pretty evenly split between our direct to consumer sales on our website and uh and the retail sales, you know, at, at our retailers. Um so, you know, obviously we're selling wholesale to to those stores. We're in about 36 stores now, you know, mostly in the Midwest and the and the mid-mountain states. Uh, through the Rockies, uh, you know, really not penetrated the East and West Coast very far with with sales and stores out there. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to get that shelf space and, you know, have somebody uh, maybe move from what they've been traditionally selling to something new. You know, and will will the customers buy it? You know, and uh, you know, how's the sell through going to be for those stores? And I, I've got to tell you, every one of our stores that have, that are using our product, selling our product, uh, have been just really pleased. We have a couple. Well, we have more than a couple. We have probably four or five stores that have made our products their primary. Uh, food, you know, that they're selling in their stores, and uh, and that's great. I mean, it's a great testimonial to, uh, you know, the product and and the the uh, the type of food that we have and the type of packaging that we have. Well, that's really awesome. Um, what advice would you give to someone that wanted to uh, start a business, whether it was in the outdoor food industry or just really a business in general? Well, that's a that's another tough question. I mean, that, that's the, the entrepreneurship. You know, how do you how do you get going? Um, and you know, you you have to have something that you're going to be passionate about that you're going to you know put a lot of effort into, uh, and so you have to be dedicated to it. And it's it's a lot of perseverance in a lot of cases to you know keep keep plugging along, keep moving, you know, keep moving the needle a little at a time. Uh, so you have to be, you know, really, you know, passionate about what you're, you know, doing. You have to be committed to constantly making improvements. You have to kind of check your ego a little bit at the door. I mean, can you get kind of smacked around a few times and, and realize that, uh, you may not know everything or be, or be able to do everything. So, you know, asking for help is, is always a good thing. Um, you know, but you have to be very persistent and you have to be willing to put a lot of hours in a lot of long hours to, to, to make, make it work and, you know, and keep, you know, pushing the envelope again, you know, improving the, your products, improving your marketing, uh, you know, and get in front of customers and, you know, your customers are your best feedback. Your customers tell you, you know, if it, if what you're doing working, you know, are you, are you actually filling 
a need that the, that your customer has? You know, are you filling a gap that that makes you know that have existed? I think fully something like you know fifty percent of companies fail because there's not a market for their their particular product that they chose, and so you know you can look at all those those business statistics. You know the X number, you know, 80% of the businesses, you know, fail within the first few years. And, uh, you know, that number kind of goes up when you hit that five-year mark. Um, but it's really the perseverance, making sure you've got a good market, you've got a good product. Uh, and don't be afraid to switch things up. If something's not working, you know, do something else. <laughs> Change it and, and uh, uh, or, or do something completely different. It's just... It's not an easy road, you know, to, to start your own business. I mean, it's hard to start a business. I think it's even harder to make money, to become profitable and uh, and be sustainable. So, you know, it you you have to be in it for, for the long haul. That's for sure. <laughs> Where do you see Trailtopia in the next year, five years, ten years down the road? Well, you know, I mean... I definitely would like to see Trailtopia continue to grow and expand and, uh, uh, you know, get it into our retail base across the U.S. and into Canada. Um, you know, certainly I have a lot of interest in, from our, our neighbors in, in Canada, so we'd love to be able to do there. With, with food, that's a little bit more of a challenge than you would, than a, a hard good product would be because there's different food regulations and regulatory uh, agencies in Canada. Uh, but, you know, I really see us growing and sustaining. I, I want to continue this family business. I want to hire, you know, a number of my family members to, to keep, you know, running the business and growing the business, my, my children in particular, uh, my adult children. So uh, they're all vested in, in the business. They have a lot of sweat, sweat equity into the business. So uh, they're all part owners uh, and, uh, you know, between my wife and, and my children, we uh, I've been super fortunate to have that much help uh, and guidance and feedback, you know, uh, you know, just makes life a lot easier. And we've just gotten uh, a, a lot of good traction just having that good support system. That's so important. And um, uh, running a family business like this is uh it's definitely exciting, right? Because uh, you can all get excited about like a similar goal, um, and it's just kind of fun to work together and see how how it grows over time. Yeah, and there's certainly challenges working with family, right? I mean, of you're, you're, you're very close. I mean, those personalities and your personal life kind of you know impacts your work life when you're working with family. But uh, we all get along really well, and I think we respect each other's opinions and. Uh, you know, that, that goes a long way, you know, into, uh, you know, listening to what they have to say and, and understanding, you know, their perspectives. That's, that's all good. That's all good stuff. And, and you, you guys all make the products in-house, correct? The, the family is kind of responsible for producing all the different meals. Absolutely. We do everything from, you know, labeling to, you know, bag labeling to packaging to stocking to shipping to warehousing it's all all done by by our own team, so we don't don't out, outsource any of that. So, how often are you guys producing new batches? Uh, well, we're producing probably producing product about four or five days a week right now, 
and uh, part time. Um, you know, we we haven't gotten to the point where we're we're doing it full time. Uh, we've had to hire you know a, you know a couple part time people to help out with what we're doing. Um, and actually, those part-time people are only paid employees at this point. So, uh, but you know, we're getting to a point. You know, I, I'm hoping that we're going to grow and transition next year, where uh, I can bring on my my one of my sons is full-time for our production and, and manufacturing, and have him as our first full-time employee. That's really awesome! Exciting and. I'm excited to see what you guys do uh, in, the, in the coming years. Now, I want to ask you, what's the best part about running Trailtopia? Boy, that's a good question. I, I love learning new things, and I love challenges. So, um, you know, both of these, it gives me a lot of, a lot of pleasure and challenges, you know, with, with the business. And I'm always learning something new every day. I mean, there's just absolutely something new to learn every day. And... I love inventing, so kind of the for me the the food process is a little bit of inventing that recipe creation, um, you know, and anything else that we have just in our manufacturing process, you need to invent ways of doing things, right? As you as you're you know trying to be efficient uh, and uh, you know meet all the regulations and everything that we do, so. Uh, that keeps my interest really high, and I'm always working on new recipes. Um, the the new recipe process for me is uh, is challenging. Trying to you know figure out what what's what people really want. I mean, people's tastes vary you know so greatly, right? So uh, you know somebody might like curry, or some people don't like like curry. So you can make the best curry in the world, but if people don't like curry, they don't like curry. Uh, so you know that's been a challenge as far as you know, level setting what recipes we, you know, we make and what we put into, you know, into a bag to, to sell to our customers. And uh, I have quite a few recipes that don't cut it, you know, as far as, you know, the, not quite the right flavor profile. Uh, and my family and friends all very bluntly tell me so. So I don't, don't, don't try to I won't put anything in the bag that I wouldn't eat at home. I mean, every one of our products has to be good at eat to eat at home any day of the week. I mean, that's my goal. So when you're in the back country, it's super good. Um, but I want to make really good food. So, you know, we, we have some new products, um, uh, three new products, dinner entrees that we're working on right now that will be taste testing at outdoor retailer in the next week or so. And uh, so we have a, a spicy Szechuan chicken, uh, and a beef and bean burrito uh, that you can eat either plain or, or add, you know, add, add, you know, bring your tortillas along, and then a garden vegetable pasta, uh, which is a vegetarian meal uh, that we're making. So we're trying to, you know, trying to make sure we have enough vegetarian meals, and we don't have quite enough vegan ones, but uh, we'd have a couple vegan. Uh, you know, items and, and the vegetarian, we're trying to expand that. And all three of these meals, one of the, the feedbacks, I mean, our portion sizes for all of our, our dinner or all of our products is, is really good. You know, they're larger than most of our competitors uh, for most of our products. So the portion sizes are really good. And these new products, I'm even kind of stepping that up a little bit. We're, you know, raising the calorie count. I'm adding 50% more meat in our meat products, you know, so we have a higher protein content, higher calorie count, 
uh, and have really, really good serving sizes. So these three new products are going to be a little bit more premium priced. They'll be slightly higher priced than what we currently have. Uh, but the the quality, the serving size is just going to be outstanding. I mean, that's really smart, especially being in the backcountry. You're just spending more calories, right? Because you're, you're obviously being so much more active than you would be if you were just, you know, home. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. And one of our one of our challenges is that you know dehydrated, freeze dried food that we're using, the products, the ingredients that we're using are naturally low fat. So without having that, um, you know, normal normal food that you buy in the store or restaurant, you know, you get quite a bit of the calories from from fat content, whether it's good or bad fat, and you can argue that. But it's uh, but that makes it a little tough to to get calorie counts up, you know, within our food products. So so that's a, always a challenge. Oh, for sure. Um, well, you're making me hungry talking about all the different types of uh, <laughs> meals and new things you guys have coming out. Um, and with that, I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and share your story and the story of Trailtopia. And anyone that's listening to this before July 2nd can actually enter to win um, a variety pack of a bunch of meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner from Trailtopia. So you can head over to readyeddy.com for your chance uh, to win. And with that, Vince... Thanks again for coming on the podcast and sharing the story. And I'm really excited to see all the new meals uh, that you guys uh, introduce. Yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate it. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Ready Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. 